welcome to Laps Gamer Radio. I'm your host Mark Hamer and this is your Laps News Update for the week commencing the 12th of September. Tonight we'll chat a little bit about the games that we've been playing recently and we'll touch on a few news stories of note. Joining me tonight are Stuart and Andy. Good evening gentlemen. Alright. Howdy. So we've had a few listener questions uh, sent over to us. Uh, first couple come in from our very own Lee Howard at Count Fosco on Twitter. His first question is, what game from a past generation or retro title do you intend to play next? If none, why is that? For example, you prefer newer games, uh, etc. It's a bit of an odd box sort of question. Um, does he mean like HD remakes? Because coming out soon. I think no, I mean, no, I think we can discount game. HD remakes because they're like current gen hmm. retools mm. to our games. I mean, like, do you do you ever go back and play like retro games on old ah, consoles? Ah, on it a couple months ago. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lovely machine. Um, I was playing Sonic on my Xbox One, but yeah, that was just because you know. But um, but have you got anything that you intend to play next? Uh, well, I've played. That's the thing. I've played everything. I've played back in the day. That's the, this is this is the kind of thing. <laughs> all the games I have, I've played and I have fond memories of. So it's revisiting, but it's not well. Tell I, there's been two or three games I still want to buy, but they're ludicrously priced, mm. so I don't think I'll be buying them. So you yeah. go, what do you intend to play? Well, I really intend to play Panzer Dragon Saga, Die Hard Arcade, Enemy Zero, Deep Fear. There's at least there's like five hundred quid's worth of Saturn games, and there were only four mentioned. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I intend to play them if I can get the money and find somewhere selling them decently. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, nah, it's like uh, I think Doom this year's a perfect thing. It's like the evolution, if you know what I mean. It's like yeah, Doom back in the day was great, and it still is great. But new Doom just shows you what it's like to live in a future world with new Doom. You know what I mean? It kind of takes the old the essence yeah. the old one same with Wolfenstein Wolfenstein takes that essence and distills it into a, a new wonderful 3D world and stuff hmm. um, I'm all for that kind of like taking a old thing and taking the kind of as long as you get the kind of beats and then translate it into a new thing that's great but it's happened time and time again where they take an old thing and they miss the beats and it turns into a kind of mediocre rubbish shaking again hmm. um, but I um I don't know. I, I play what I fancy. I don't. I don't. I don't. Other than reviewing stuff, I don't sit and have a, a, a chart of what I'm doing. Do you know what mm. I mean? It's like uh, this week I've just been eating away indie stuff really. So it's like it's a gaming tapas. Yes, I'm wearing my fedora. Um, gaming tapas style week. So yeah, I play. I play what takes my urge. If I want to play Sonic, I play Sonic. If I want to play Burning Rangers, I play Burning Rangers. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's the way I, I roll. Fair enough. Doesn't really answer the question, but hey ho. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Andy? Um, probably the next one um, on the one would be getting my Warhammer helmet on is the Space Crusade. That's because I've just, like I said, I've challenged myself to play every Warhammer game and do a little review on it. So after Hero Quest, it will be Space Crusade from the old Specky Amiga days. So, yeah, so you've gone back a long way then. I'm going back, way back. I'm past retro, I think. Yeah, <laughs> pre-retro steam-powered consoles. <laughs> yeah, you know about the time when you had to listen to a tape load. Yeah, <laughs> crackle. Um, well, I've got uh, a really good piece of uh, emulation software on on my MacBook, which covers pretty much every retro console, like including a bunch that I'd never ever heard of before. Uh, so I do intend to go back and play some games from platforms that I didn't have, and some games on platforms I did have that I'd never played. Uh, but the moment I'm really enjoying um, playing through old PS1 classics on the Vita, 
uh, some of the games that I've, I, I have played before, uh, but not for a long time. Um, so uh, at the moment on my, on my Vita I've got Final Fantasy 7, 8 and 9 and Ridge Racer Type 4 and the original uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, but I wanted to go back and play some of the other the, the old PlayStation 1 games that I used to love like Ape Escape and um, Spyro the Dragon and Crash Team Racing and things like that uh, and Sony usually have fairly regular sales where they'll, where they'll have those available for quite cheap I mean they're not particularly expensive to buy uh, anyway, but I always look out for them when they're on sale. Mm. Like I picked up all three uh, PS1 era Final Fantasy games when there was a big Squaresoft um, PS1 Classic sale. Um, so I think next um, I'm going to go and play uh, the original Metal Gear Solid and then work my way back through the whole series and then restart Final, Fan- uh, Final Fantasy and restart Metal Gear Solid 5 and um, get that finished. Because uh, I did still actually haven't finished that. That's a, another game on my backlog. <laughs> I'm terrible I've never, for this. I've never played it. Oh, never played five. It. Yep, five. Five was that kind of that that sweet spot in mm. the year of shame where it came out. Just as you walked at the year of shame, and you're like, oh, "Life's great. Oh, yeah. I can stretch." And I just went, "I'm fucked." If, I, I, I gorged on open world games during it, and I kind of yeah. sink myself off open world games because open world games were the big thing. <laughs> and. Um, I was kind of like, ah, screw this, I'm no point in a open world game. So I never ever did get around to playing it. And I know I'm missing stuff. MGS5 is, is, a, is an odd one. Uh, the storytelling isn't anywhere near as good as it has been on some of the other ones. Uh, there are considerably less cutscenes than there have been in previous installments. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is down to personal preference. But in terms of gameplay, it is the best playing we can we can just fail under fuck Konami and we can just move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah fuck <laughs> Konami, but yeah. Um, yeah, so Metal Gear Solid, the original Metal Gear Solid, is going to be the next retro game that I go back and play, um, as well as dipping into some uh, some games on on various emulators. That's the first build, isn't it? That's no the Twin Snakes build, is it? No, no, no. It's not the Twin Snakes. But the fuck the Twin Snakes build, like. Um, <laughs> If Twin Snakes is really weird, like if they had just left it, if they just reworked it visually in the Metal Gear Solid 2 engine, that would have been fine. But uh, they it's took the cutscenes, it's when the sniper the will fight, he does like all this Arab attack, he does all this Arabatic, not that Arabatic's not a word, that's a kind of chicken. Well, he does like, all this acrobatic, that's Even that's not too bad, it's the fact that they took the, uh, they took almost all the original voice actors, they changed a couple of them. Uh, and then decided to re-record all the audio as well, and it's like the, mm. the, the, the dialogue and stuff. The original Metal Gear Solid's fine; just leave it as it is. Like, don't you don't have to re-record that stuff. Uh, and that's that's one of the main things that annoyed me about it. So no, no interest in playing Twin Twin Snakes. No, it's the original PS1 version of um, Metal Gear Solid. Face. So big flat face himself. When you get to the bit where you have to phone Merrill and he tells you to look on the back of the CD case, you have to remember what the the frequency Google, was Google exists in this world you don't acknowledge it no I mean 140.15 is burned into my memory Google exists in this world don't need Google for that that's your phone number isn't it <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> uh, right moving on uh, Lee's next question is if you had to give one piece of advice or recommend one game to a lapsed gamer to help them play again what would it be don't eat the fish don't eat the fish is that a game I don't know, I just, you never eat the fish at a wedding. You know, oh, right, okay. don't eat the fish. Um, one piece of advice, uh, tell Alex, you know. Unlimited broadband. 
nah, uh, see, you think of something noble, like, don't cave to peer pressure, do it for your <laughs> passion, you know what I mean? Uh, you're the only racing yourself, enjoy mm. every moment, cherish it, something like that, but it's, I don't know, you either want to play or you don't want to play, you know what I mean? You can't even force somebody to play, do you know what I mean? No, but I guess, like, if, say, um... I know some some people who who have missed on like the last few generations. Like one of my colleagues at work uh, hasn't got a PS4 or an Xbox One, and has only just got onto the last generation. Like he picked up a cheap PS3, um, and so he's got you know like an entire generation's worth of games that he could potentially play. Um, and I've been trying to think of suggestions of things that he that you know that, that, that don't take a huge amount of time that you That's could play. Easy. Uncharted, Killzone, God of War. Ah, uh, no, infamous. I wouldn't recommend Killzone particularly because no, they play like you garbage. Got, you got to take, you got uh, like life. You got to take the rough with the smooth. Yeah, the I know, but it's like smooth. if you want the best of what the last generation had to offer. Then oh, I'd... resistance then. All right, I'll swap you. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse. Um, no, I'd say for sure. Uh, yeah, pick up something like something like uh, the, the uh, Uncharted trilogy on on PS3 because they are what twelve hours long, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit longer if you go and hunt out all the, the secrets. You know on PS4, um, the tr- yeah, but oh, you're you know, talking individual purchases. Yeah. yeah, if you're a lapsed gamer, you're not going to go out and spend three hundred quid on a on a, a next gen console just to play a handful of games. Mass Effect. That's yeah. <laughs> Mass Effect. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> buy Red Dead. There you go. Just buy Red Dead and be done with it. If you, <laughs> yeah. If you're a yeah. lapsed gamer that's got uh, 150 hours to spare, then yeah, get the Mass Effect trilogy. But there's plenty of like bite-sized games out there. Oh, Bioshock um, and stuff. No. No. Um, no. I'd I'd recommend for all their jankiness, I'd recommend the Telltale games for for anyone who wants to find their way back into gaming because you can less game. Uh, I mean, story. Then you're wandering into David Cage territory, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, but it's the episodic nature of them. Like you can play, uh, you could, you could say, you know, what, I'm not going to watch an hour of TV tonight. I'm going to play an episode mm. of. See, that's the thing I've noticed is, but the definition of lapsed gamer on here generally is time resourced. Mm-hmm. But I believe as well it can be other things that are problematic. Yeah. Yeah. So you could have time rich people that are. I don't want to back it, but mm. you could be depressed yeah. and it could be they could be looking for something to sink emotional time in mm-hmm. it this is really I don't really know what I'm doing here I'm probably alienating half the, half the unit but um, <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like it's like that's where Mass Effect comes in because Mass Effect's a good one because you then fundamentally play it as yourself fundamentally you know what I mean um, and stuff like that so yeah short games are one thing but I also think games worth merit are story driven uh, or narrative driven in the sense that like Red Dead's another good example yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Red Dead's where definitely. it's a cinematic tale told over a great distance but do you know what I mean so it kind of mm. takes it away from that kind of all, mm. all, all lapsed gamers are time stricken well mm. that's true but they might not be time stricken they might be like mm. I've got loads of time but I've got nothing that scratches the edge I'd say if you've got uh, if you've got access to a 360 or you can pick up a cheap 360 there is a myriad of really really good um, Xbox Live Arcade games um, that are all you know short sort of games games that you can jump in and play uh, bite sized chunks of play a level here play a level there um, you know some Standout titles, things like um, Braid and um, what's that? The the um, 
Bridge, Limbo. Limbo, that's the one yeah. I was thinking um, of, yeah. There's loads of ones that, there's loads of ones that only come into mind, because all I can think about inside my head's just shouting, INSIDE! INSIDE! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't even inside on the, the Xbox One. Um, there's loads of, like, by all you're saying there's loads of like indie stuff just to mm-hmm. spend your time with indies take care of them love people yeah. them and they're love. all all those old Xbox Live Arcade games just are probably still dirt cheap to pick Aye. up as well well you get Connor, Connor, Connor Warriors Gunslinger which I know is a, an old favourite of this stable you know what I mean um, it's an arcade game you know and there's plenty um, of like if you are uh, fortunate enough to be in a situation where you can play couch co-op games on a regular basis then there are plenty of titles like um, Mount Your Friends um, <laughs> and, <laughs> that's couch uh, co-op certainly yeah yeah uh, and is it Hidden in Plain Sight is that the one? I think that's in PC isn't it? Hidden in Plain Sight was definitely on um, it was on 360 as well because uh, me and some mates used to play that fairly regularly mm. and that's a really good there's lots and lots of like little bite-sized dirt cheap Xbox Live Arcade indie games um, that you can play couch co-op um, most games from the 360 are like you walk into a game it's like 5 or £20 pound, you know what I mean yeah, you, can yeah. walk, you can walk in with 20 quid and walk out with your 700 euros worth of games Christ mm. same with the odd. PS3 you- as well uh, Nintendo less so uh the, with the Wii, I guess there is because there were so many Wiis and there were so many, yeah, so much shovelware. <laughs> but just like the sheer number of units that they sold, you can pick up secondhand Wii games reasonably cheap, not as cheap as their uh, Xbox and, and Sony compatriots. But uh, yeah, if just get a, like if you want to get back into to gaming, you'll be able to get an, a, a last gen console dirt cheap. And there's a huge back catalogue. Just walk into any CEX and there'll be rows and rows and rows of games. They'll be dying for your money. Any Lego game. Yeah, Lego games. Uh, any of the Lego co-op. games are great. Especially if you've got kids, then you can play along with your kids as well. And you know, They've all got co-op. Um, all very family-friendly fun. You know what's a good one? Disney Infinity, because they're having a fire sale. Yeah, oh, yeah. You can sit and go, oh, it's, it's dead. <laughs> well, and it is fundamentally dead, but if you're wanting to go toys to life with quality toys... Yeah, to life. yeah. Then single player. Definitely worth it. You know what yeah, I mean, I mean they're um, turning the servers off, but you'll still be able to play it single player uh, or yeah. couch co-op, co-op or whatever. Uh. Um, but yeah, they'll, they'll, those games are going to be dirt cheap. So there's plenty of avenues to get into it. There's there's so many free games launched on uh, iOS and Android every week. Um, most of it is shite, but there are a few gems hidden in there. Okay, our next question comes in from our very own Adam Ducker at Flameboy84, and he says, uh, We have a less broad range of genres than ever before in AAA ga- in the AAA game space. Uh, which do you miss? Where are all the tennis games? Uh, that's a good point. Where are all the tennis games? Apart from... Well, like, Andy, Mur- Andy Murray exists, so that's the end of tennis games. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but aside from, like, you know, Mario Tennis... Um, where are there they? There's a Virtue Tennis. Yeah, there's a Virtue Tennis. I don't know, and there was Smash On Court, Vita. Yeah, where have they all gone? Rockstar Table Tennis. Rockstar Table Tennis. <laughs> oh, what a game! I love that game. But yeah, um, I know what you mean. Like it, it is like there does seem like the, the, the AAA gaming space seems to have homogenized quite a lot. So you've got yeah. first-person shooters, third-person cover, shoot, cover shooters, pew, pew. lots and lots of of. GTA clone open world mm. games. Pew, pew. Um, <laughs> I'm struggling to think of any more sports. genres. Like sports, sports games. Sports. We all love sports. Yeah, but sports sports games have always been there and will always be there. That's something that's never going to go away. People like sports. People like video games. There's always going to be handball. That. 
I saw a hand. I get offered a review. A yeah, and this the, like the actual league, the official. Uh, yeah, this official is the problem, right? Unless it game. is like ice hockey, basketball, American football, football. Um, I refuse to call it soccer. Uh, Sports ball. Then, like a lot of those other ones, are like rugby. Like, there's never been a really good rugby game. Cricket games are usually pretty mm. rubbish. Handball. Um, any other, you know, slight. There's no a shinty game. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? How do we want a shinty game or a lacrosse game? And we don't even have games like international track and field anymore. Oh, you do. It's Mario with the Olympics. Yeah, but that's shite. Mario and Sonic, isn't it? Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. And it's, they're bad. They're bad. There's not the variety of AAA games that there were on, on like the heyday of like the PS2 era. Yeah. I mean, like one of the biggest genres you'd have back then was like the um the third person action platformer, the the um mascot platformer sort of game. Like even that genre is just gone. But then we've um, we've matured as a people. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, but people it's still like, love those. But back those then, see back then, see if you say to folk we could have games where three of your mates will go into a world and it, it constantly changes and there's random events and there's random drops and you'd be like, oh my God. And you go, now we're sitting going, a Destiny shite. Or the division's boring. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, but it's like, uh, the evolution of the actual subject matter. It's what people want. What people want drives the industry. Yeah, but people paid for Ratchet and Clank. It went to number one. Aye, well. But then Banjo, uh, no, ukulele's coming in it. So. The people will buy what they what is available to what them. Told, I mean, like told to the PS One. If you look at that, that was like you know, look at the marketing for the PS One and, and the, the time when it came out. That was like the nineties console. It was it was marketed to like the clubbing generation and stuff like that. But then some of the biggest games on on the PS One were like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon and games like that. And that whole genre is just gone. <laughs> Um, as they, they try, I mean, there was a, um, there was the the yeah the, the reboot Ratchet and Clank, and they're bringing back um, Banjo, ukulele, yeah, yeah. Banjo Kazooie, sort of with ukulele, and then PS3 had a really really good um, Sly Cooper game uh, that came out not that long ago, actually, but you know, uh, towards the end of of the PS3's life cycle. But on the whole, that's an entire genre that's kind of disappeared. Um, and like what happened to you know a lot lots of like the interesting games I mean like stuff like Parappa the Rapper uh, and that kind of got superseded by Guitar Hero and, and Rock Band but even, like even that that's a genre that's kind of going away as well like the last couple of ones have just died no but the whole point was it had died that was the point mm, Guitar yeah. Hero in that word deed and then Guitar Hero Guitar sort of Rock Band. And uh, Guitar Hero Live was that I can't remember but Rock Band 4 was meant to be the resurgence but they hadn't left it in the bin long enough for people to forget so they ended up bringing it back too soon and it backfired on them because Mad Cats are like a million grand in a hole because they went oh everybody wants it so when they made hundreds of fake guitars which were like 170 £180 pound a pop and now they're like you can get them for like £40 pound, out of Argos because they, 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 they backed the ring horse because people didn't want that so quick after it had been mm. it was like oh that's cool huh? Huh? it's like there you go I've got DJ Hero 2 un- still sealed sitting in front of me I don't fucking want to take out the box you know what I mean why it's got turn decks and turn decks turn tables and everything mm. I don't want to take out the box I don't want to buy a new t- you know, what's the point point? and I think the peripheral side of that kind of stuff I think that's it. well we're moving definitely away from that with VR and stuff aren't we so mm. 
I don't. I don't think we'll ever get back to the heyday. I don't know how VR is going to go at the moment. It's still in its infancy. Not many people have bought the Oculus or the the Vive. And I don't know how well the PS VR is going to sell. But or so do they want? But that's um, like everywhere. But then how many did they? That's sell? exactly how many they've made. Um, but like twelve. That's an area where there could there is potential for them to try out new types of game um, that could potentially you know uh, latch on and and see some success but on the whole like the AAA gaming space has become a little bit it's like the same problem that the film industry's gone through it's like uh, they've gone too safe and they don't try anything new really which is a shame because when when uh, something new and different comes out on the consoles as long as it's well made it usually sells well I mean like look at the uh, XCOM uh, Enemy Unknown when that came out on uh, Xbox 360 and PS3, it's like there weren't really any turn-based tactical, um, you know, uh, combat games like that on on those consoles. And then it came out and sold really, really well because uh, it was something new and it's something refreshing. And people were like, you know, I want to try this out. Um, it's, I don't think it's a case of like people don't want those games. It's publishers are too scared to make them. Yeah, because it's too big a loss. Because your game doesn't work. They bend the studio. Uh, Adam also messages to ask uh, if you could own any original arcade machine, which would it be? Uh, he says that Donkey Kong would be for him. Uh, hashtag King of Kongs. Have you guys seen the King of Kong? documentary movie yeah no, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good so good good uh, really so good. yeah any arcade machine what would you have after burner full cabinet that rotates oh, oh, I, was oh, yeah. oh, I was gonna say that bollocks okay okay um, uh, sniper scope one with this whole rifle set mm. um time crisis two i'll take that double mm. cabinet uh what else is there which cool outrun the actual new outrun 2016 uh, a new cabinet one. with a full t- Ferrari chassis that rotates and pitches and rolls. Mm. Um, Star Wars trilogy, I'll take one of them with uh, a arcade stick. Um, yeah, yeah, the one where you can go half the yeah. trench run or indoor, and the one of them ends up where you find Darth Vader, which is awesome. Um, trying to hang out other arcade machines that are pretty awesome. I, I'd like pinball tables. I really, yeah. really like one of my life goals is I want the Tron Legacy pinball mm. table. Like, I would give my left leg above the knee for that Tron Legacy pinball table. I played a um, uh, a really, really good Indiana Jones uh, pinball table uh, in uh, an arcade in Florida years ago that I, I would love. Uh, I'd love to actually own that. Uh, there was a really good Guns N' Roses pinball machine as well. Um, See, I taunt myself by going on the website that sells them, and it's like the Tron table's two and a half grand. You know? And as I, as I say to you, like, if I have no good room for a, de- a desk, yeah. I ain't got fucking room for a pinball. No, game. that's the thing, is oh, space yeah. is at a premium. But then, you could use it as a desk. But, <laughs> but then, have you seen the the, 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 the home bake pinball table market, which I think is amazing, is they make pinball tables with uh, LCD tellers. Yeah. It's like, oh, that stuff's pretty cool as well, because you're going, well, how much would that cost? That'd probably be about five, six hundred pounds. Mm. And then you could still have the pawn, the pawn, the pawn, the pawn pinball table, the pong, the pong, fuck off, the trot <laughs> pinball table like that, you know. But um, well, I, you could probably get away with having one of those like cocktail um, arcade tables, like you know the, the uh, Pac-Man, yeah, Pac- Space Invaders, yeah, something jobbies, like that. Some- That'd be quite nice to own. I if yeah. I had the space, I would like either um, a classic Sega Rally. Uh, 
like the four yeah. one, the the, the 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 four seats in a row. Yeah, one. <laughs> you just wind it so that the end it goes. Time is up. Yeah, you didn't finish. <laughs> or uh, game over. When I was uh, uh, when I went to Great Yarmouth earlier this year, they had something I'd never seen before, which was a Mario Kart. Like a, a proper mm. Mario Kart arcade machine with a seat and a steering wheel. Oh shit! I saw that. In, I saw that in where was it? Austin. They're really, really Two good. Points. I'd love one yeah, of they had those. The, the truck of Dowell in yeah. London when I my first Eurogamer when I went into the centre of London they had one in that. But there was used to be a big arcade in yeah. there. It's no there anymore. Um, but um, they had one of them there. That was the first time I saw it in the wild, and I went, "Oh, that's that's quite that's quaint." <laughs> yeah, I'd love an original uh, Donkey Kong machine as well. I'd like a Miss Pac-Man machine because Miss Pac-Man is the pinnacle of Pac-Man. Um, see, I'd love something like an old. Op- see, if you think back to when I was a kid, the ones that stick out in my mind is like Operation Wolf with a big yeah. heavy machine gun with a wee red square button at the side for your grenades that, and it was like a chunk a chunk of gun which then evolved into the Terminator 2 Judgment Day machines which they were like big the chunky things that were attached to the machine that fucking shook as well big time the machines are pretty cool as well I take two of them yeah I like the four player of virtual racing I used to play that when I was at mm. college all the time so big four player virtual racing Probably off Wolf. Um, Chase HQ. What was the um, mm. uh, the bike racing one where you actually sat on a bike? Um, super Hang On. Super Hang On. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Manx TT Super Bike Racing was a four biker. Uh, Cyber Racer, maybe, was another one where you had, uh, like, Wetums. And then there was, like, the Namco MotoGP series as well. They had yeah. sat on bikes. There was a Harrow Davidson game as well where you sat on Harrow Davidson. There's one I played. Oh. Uh, it's not. It's technically not an arcade machine, but at the uh, the one and only time I ever went to the British Motor Show at the NEC in 1998, they had uh, Toka Touring Cars with the um, setup uh, where you sat inside a Ford Mondeo touring car <laughs> like actually in the proper Recaro seat strapped in and everything with a big screen set up in front of it um, nice. I would love one of those <laughs> see I, I've been pushing I've been pushing because uh, I know a racing driver and stuff I've been pushing our daddy buyer there see if you go to Costco yeah this is really odd but see if you go to Costco can actually get a full scale F1 simulator that is an F1 car and its brakes turn red when you press the brake pedal uh, it's 35 grand and it's for Costco, so you can get like juice and crisps as well at the same time. That's all right. Um but it's and then thirty five like grand without tax or including tax. Uh, no, that's that's before tax, I think. <laughs> um, and then there's um you get the half size rally cars as well. You seen them, the wee the wee diddy ones. It's like basically a chair, but then there's like a wee tiny shell a rally car. <laughs> so it's like a Ford Focus or a Subaru Impreza you get made and it basically sits above the chair but you look like a big giant in this wee diddy car <laughs> racing um, but yeah they're like I think they're like six or seven grand because it's like all custom made stuff you know yes we're poor this is why we can't have nice things yeah we have, dream- we have dreams we have dreams and no space yeah yeah if we had the space we'd have them that's the key yeah oh, absolutely yeah <laughs> <laughs> We've also had a message in from our very own Stuart Neal at Saintly Stuart, and he says, With Interplay putting their IP library up for sale, is there anything among the games that you think would be worth buying? Dark Alliance, Baldur's Gate. Was that Interplay? Yeah. Yeah, I remember playing the original Baldur's Gate games, yeah. Yeah, it was on PS2 and the Xbox. Yeah. Original Xbox. I think it was really good. Come on, Clay Fighters would be the one. 
Airframe Gem. Airframe Gem, yeah. One. MDK. I think he's mighty fine. Uh, yeah, MDK would Mas- be another one I'd say. Tell you what's really good. Messiah. Messiah was an awesome concept mm. again. It was really fucked up as a. It was in the kind of Nomad. No, the one with David Bowie. It re- always reminds me of that kind of time in the, the early, late 90s, early 2000s, where the games were on PC, but Messiah was like a really cool concept because mm. you played a wee cherub that could embody anybody in the world. It was really strange. Bit cool. There was uh, Descent as well, uh, Dark Alliance. Interplay had some really good IP actually. They used to run Star Trek license. I think they do that Star Trek Command and stuff. That was quite good. Mm. But if I had to pick one, I'd probably say Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim! The soil he did crawl! Earthworm Jim! A super suit to fall! And our final question comes in from a friend of the show, Colm Sheridan, at Solemn67, and he says, What are your thoughts on PS4 Pro? Are you going for it day one or waiting? I think, we yeah, we will that leave later? that question for now. You'll have that one answered later in the show. But just remember, Colm, we're going to answer your question at the end. So when we talk about it, it's your question. It's no, like... Uh, yeah, you're going to have to listen yeah. to the whole show now. Yeah. Take notes. I want you with a bit of paper. <laughs> take a note. <laughs> okay, so moving on to what we've been playing over the last week or so. Uh, Andy, do you want to start us off? Um, yeah, um, I'll... I haven't been playing too much because I've been away traveling Texas. Traveling Texas and, and meeting fans. Meeting fans, yeah. <laughs> I'll give a shout out later. Brilliant. Um, so, one of the games I did play when I was over there was continuing my Warhammer quest for, and I was playing Hero Quest. So, once again, isometric, 3D. You, um, I managed to defeat the Orc Warlord Ulag and... I've continued on the next quest where I have to rescue some chests for some orcs. And basically, what I've noticed is that you take your health over to the next fight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a bit cruel when you normally start off with six and you start the new adventure with two. So it's a bit of a bugger, but I'm still powering through that. I'm still really enjoying that. Um, the new game, though, I've been playing is Madden 16, which I I got last year. And I had it, and I was missing the NFL, and I decided to play through what they call a franchise season and take control of my... where you take control of one of the NFL American football teams, and of course I had to pick the New England Patriots. And I'm at the moment, I am playing for about half a season. I am 7-0, and um, unbeaten at the moment. Lots with Madden. The last time I played a Madden game was on the Mega Drive. I think it was 93 or 94, I might still have. Mm. So when I've come to it, you still got the... I just fell into it straight away. So it's almost like, as a lapsed gamer, a lapsed Madden player, <laughs> um, this is ideal because it, it's got. you can have, make it as complicated as you want or you can follow the coach's suggestions, the keys, the button controls that are really simple... You can make it, you can take more control over players. You can let the AI do a lot of things. You know you don't get confused with formation as long as you know what's a run and a pass. You'll be fine. Um, the commentary is brilliant. The graphics are outstanding. Lot the likenesses highly recommended. If if you're an American football fan, you'll already have this. But if you haven't played it for like I haven't played the Madden game for what was it twenty one years, then yeah, you'll fall straight into it. Loving it. 
That's a little bit different than uh, playing go, coming straight from like a Mega Drive era FIFA three to <laughs> FIFA two thousand seventeen or whatever. Just a bit, yeah. Just you know, so you go from the isometric view, wasn't it? Mm. FIFA had that sort, you know, the uh, sort of like isometric now to a full on control. No, this is they make it try. You can, like I said, you can have it as difficult as you want or as easy as you want. I'm playing it sort of like as an easy level, like I used to enjoy. So yeah. Highly recommended for a lapse gamer. I never, I never. Tr- if you like American, yeah, that's football. the thing. That's that's yes. the thing. It's like I, I've, you know, the Madden game's supposed to be very good. One of my friends back at uni had uh, one of the Madden games on the uh, GameCube, and he used to play it a lot. I just don't understand American football. I've never understood it. It's, I've never got into it. <laughs> like uh, people have tried to get me to watch it before. I've tried to watch the Super Bowl when it's been on, but the, the game's just too stop-start, and I don't understand it. So yeah. I just never gotten into Madden games because I just don't understand the sport. NHL yeah. on the other hand though, I love the NHL series I haven't oh. played one since the PS2 era, um, but I, I love ice hockey so I get into that, but mm. just don't get Madden No, I, See I get them all because I saw I was in game today and they were like Madden 17 is 50 quid I'm like, you know, how good, how much of an update is it? You know, because I'm, I'm enjoying Madden 16 but we've released it at such a high price that you think coming to the UK market I know if American sports are only up and up just knock it down See, that, 30, 30 quid or something that's where um, that's where having the EA access in comes in really handy mm. uh, because it's the Xbox thing but 20 quid a year gets you access to basically every past Madden and FIFA and NBA and golf and all that shit for 20 quid a month you know what I mean and a lot of folk I know are playing the Madden games because they're like oh it's there on my hard drive might as well play it you know what mm. I mean um, and it's, that's, that's quite a cool thing because I think obviously I think it's like 6 months and then they put it up on the vault in the vault um, for you to play so it's worth the investment if you've got the access to access Stuart what have you been playing then? I have been playing a mirage of things <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, um, real mixed bag. Um, I'm hungering for an actual game of substance to play. DSX is good, and it's good, it's good, no, it's good. But uh, I'm no, I'm, I, I like it, and I admit it's a good game, and I enjoyed it and stuff. And I just really want a game to sink my teeth into. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's the noise I'd make if I got a game I could sink my teeth into. Um, I've been very bitsy this month. Um, playing Grown Up, which is the sequel to Grown Home, as we've mentioned before. Mm-hmm. It's a nice game. It's not complicated. It's nice. Um, it doesn't leave you with any angry feelings. Bud's a great wee guy. Mm. Pod's a dick. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's, I'd played a bit of Grown Home on the PlayStation, my mate's PlayStation 4, so I kind of had a feeling to know what it is, and having played this, I kind of think if you'd played Gone Home... Remember, this is the first outing yeah, on the Xbox One, by the way, so... Mm. Um, a lot of folk on the Xbox have gone fresh but I think if you played it on the Playstation you might feel cheated because this, it's like he's got a glider now and he's got a jetpack mm. and he can turn himself into a Metroid ball and to move faster but at the core it's fundamentally the same game very very similar yeah. and just I think they just expanded. haven't yeah they haven't changed enough yet and I think calling it a sequel's a bitch um, it should be like a deluxe thing, you know what I mean? But I get why they call it grown up because the game's grown up. Um lovely wee game. Lovely wee game. You know what I mean? It's twelve pound or something. Mm. Worth the punt any day of the week. Um then I played Hugh. Hugh Oh Hugh. Um 
Huey's another one of these indie games. <laughs> another one of these these indie games. <laughs> They're everywhere. Um, Hugh's a bit like... Starts off a bit like Wumbo. You are in a black and white world. And it's all black and white, as you would imagine. And then you run out to the docks and there's a big segment of blue. You pick up the segment of blue and all of a sudden you realise, I can paint the world a colour! Um, and that's Hugh's thing, is colour theory and colour manipulation. So the backstory of Hugh is, Hugh's mammy is at a university and her and her scientific partner, Dr. Grey, <laughs> see, see, don't no saying anything about bad guys, but <laughs> Dr. Grey, come on, um, develop a ring that can allow the contr- the, the, the wearer to control the colour of the, the world. And by the colour it means prime colours. Um, so you can go red background, blue background, green background, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's key to the puzzles. So when you turn the back... So if you walk into a room and there's a blue box and you turn the background blue, the blue box disappears. Because it's a blue world. You then can walk by the blue box, turn the world orange, and the blue box will appear. And that's the core mechanic for the puzzle solving and stuff. Um, it's very nice stylistically. Uh, the backgrounds... When the background changes, the background goes a solid colour. And then the foreground is like a kind of etched crayon style art where it's black, solid black with punch outs but like I say, once you turn that background to colour, the punch outs then become the cup, the colour which you've chosen Um, it's nice it's nice, again it's nice hmm. <laughs> Um, it's enjoyable it's only six quid Um, it's by Curve, it's, well, it's by Fiddlesticks Games but it's published by Curve, so Curve publish a lot of good indie titles like Stiegball and uh, what was the other one I played not that long ago that was Curve I can't remember and that's shocking I will have to uh, not, no Coffin Dodgers um, there was a game they published that I've reviewed really well I can't remember anyway they do good stuff uh, Curve um, if you're looking for a, something a wee bit different on the puzzle path Q is definitely off a look okay it's well narrated as well and stuff mm. The woman, his mother's played by somebody who was in EastEnders, and when you go through the game, you pick up letters, and she narrates the letter to you as you go through the world. Mm. Um, it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> is it as nice as Grown Home? It's all right. It's no quite. It doesn't even have that warm tingly sensation. Yeah, there are. I'm, well, there's there's few games that I've played uh, in recent years that have left me with like a you know just a, a happy little smile on my face as uh, yeah. as uh, uh, Grow Home did. But mm. such a fun little character to play as. It's it's like the way that he stumbles around uh, when you're running on flat surfaces and everything. It's just really charming. Yeah. So I know what you uh, mean. That's you know I mean it's Hugh's the kind of joyful limbo. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how I said in my in my review. I, <laughs> I said like this looks like limbo for about thirty seconds, and you realise you can paint the world a colour. You can paint the world all the colours of this ring, which is twelve segments. Mm. Um, but yeah. Nice enough, you know what I mean? Definitely worth a look. Um, then I moved on to another indie game. It's Indies Are Us! What a change, man, I was, man. See if, I, see if me 12 months ago would look at me right now, he'd have a word. Um, I played Binaries. Binaries is a puzzle game that is infuriating. We went from the sublime to the absolutely maddening. Binaries is developed by Antwerp Studios in Edinburgh um, in Scotland. Um and is one of the most maddening games I have played in a long time. Uh, Binaries is basically you are a red circle, no, sorry, a blue circle and a orange circle. And both circles move at the same time. So when you jump, 
both circles jump. You move to the left, both circles move to the left. And what happens is you have checkpoint A up in the left-hand corner, for example, for red circle, a uh, bow circle, and checkpoint B in the right corner for the orange circle. And you need to somehow get the point to the point. And remember, both of them move at the exact same time. And oh, oh whoa. It's, it's, meant, it, it's, it's like short, sharp bursts. Each level lasts a maximum of 40 seconds. But uh, 50, 60, 70 attempts. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And there's even, it's, it's so, it knows it's hard. Because you know how it knows it's hard? Because if you hit Y, you reset the level instantly. Mm. And any game that does that knows it's a hard game. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's saving grace is the world map is loads of circles connected. And what is really interesting is, so if you you, you start off, you, you clear levels, you unlock circle, 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 but then you get to an area where it's like like a honeycomb made out of circles. And if you unlock one circle, it then unlocks the three circles touching that circle, and then the four circles touching their circles. And it, it, it so, so realistically, it opens up loads of avenues you can go down to complete it. So you never really brick wall yourself. Well, you do, because you'll get in, you'll die a hundred times, go, I'm no point in this level. And then you'll move on to the next level. But then you can come back to that level once you've improved your skill and stuff, which does it does harm. Um, and then you can attack it. But like I say, it's 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 hard and it's knows it's hard and yeah, not want to drink, not want to drink, yeah, not want to drink, uh, but not want to play if you're if you've a drink in you <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're prone to having a shout at your TV. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, very Iron Brew themed with the blue and orange. Um, but yeah, definitely um, worth a look as well. So that's three lovely wee indie games. Oh, oh, isn't it cute? Um, and the last thing I've been playing is fucking Halo Five. As I mean, you just stomp I've on them with Halo just, Five. Oh, I, I felt Halo. Me and Halo Five had a, had, a, had a mixed relationship. Within a mixed relationship, you know what I mean? Because when she came in, she was all right, and I was like, ah, you're all right, but you're, you're nothing special, hen. But then the mayor she stuck a boot and hung a boot. Then I've chipped away, and I've chipped away, and I've chipped away. And I've went back to her and I fucking love it now. I fucking love that game so much. <laughs> and it's so bad because I ask Halo fans, I go, oh, shit. And I'm like, no, 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 but it's fucking amazing. It's really good. To the point where I've already done the campaign on Legendary again. And I'm going into playing Warzone, which is kind of like Horde mode. Kind of. And it's five waves set, but you fight different types of enemies. as a group of eight Spartans. So it's like first waves maybe a banshee then a grunt mech and then promethean knights and then maybe a phantom and stuff and it's it's just really fucking good and now i've i've been getting right into the multiplayer again i've just been sitting checking my way playing action sack and because they've done this playlist where there's community modes so there's one called world of the scorpions which is basically world of the tanks you're in a tank and you shoot tanks it's like world of the tanks um and then there's always the other kind of there's like a take on a mobile and that and stuff and I really enjoy it it's yeah it's 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 the multiplayer game that keeps me going at the moment I don't know why I don't know how but yeah Halo 5 hmm. it's great so which out of those fun. games would you recommend for lapsed gamers oh, depends your patience level <laughs> If not binaries then. <laughs> well, no binaries. I would advise if you like a, if you really like a challenge and you've got the patience to saint and you can visualise your goal. Binaries is worth a punt because it's a great it's a great game and it's really satisfying completing levels. 
because you're like, ah, stuff up, can you <laughs> 40 seconds that took, and you're like, that took me more than 40 seconds because I died. <laughs> and the worst thing is, the achievements are linked to you dying. <laughs> so it's like, you've died two and a half thousand times. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, grown home would be the easy option. I would say grown home is an easy option for WAPS games. You grow up. I'd say Hugh, uh, so, uh, yeah, grow, grow, home, grow home the deluxe edition. Yeah, all the groans will be going on. Um, that and Hugh are pretty easy, but I would, I would honestly say Halo. Because um, there's lots of depth to Halo. There's lots of depth. You don't just play it, you play it, you know? Especially with the new, like I say, Warzone, Warzone's totally competitive. Uh, no competitive, it's totally cooperative. So you're not going to kill people, you're going to kill AI way people. Do you know what I mean? And there's lots of fun to be had and online stuff, but yeah, it's, it's, it's like apples and pears, you know what I mean? Or tables and chairs. It's which one's the best one? Um, grown home is the easy option, even though it's called grown up. Hughes, another easy option. Easy going. Frust- no as difficult a curve as you would imagine. The kind of difficulty curve sits at a kind of gentle meander, if you know what I mean. It never spikes. It never mm. spikes when I played it. I never ever felt it. I went, whoa, you're out of control. It just kind of ticks along and changes a wee bit, but never really epically. Hmm. And I've heard a lot of people say that's a problem with it. Is that if you're good at puzzle games, you'll suss it and blast it in like two or three years. Do you know what I mean? But then again, if you're good at puzzle games, binary is there for you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely say all are worthy attenders to, to binary, to binary, to, um, to lapsed gamers. Um, I just think that it depends what mid you're in because mm. each one caters for each mid over the last couple of days since I got back from holiday I decided to jump back onto Overwatch on PS4 because there is uh, um, the new map the, the Iconvold map and the weekly brawl this week is just that map uh, on repeat uh, and limiting the teams to one of each character per team so you don't get teams doubling up with three Hanzos, which is often a problem. The new map is is difficult. Uh, it's 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 a really nice looking map. It's taking a little bit of getting used to. There are a lot more choke points than there have been on some of the other maps. There are ways to get around those choke points that the community as a whole found a reliable way to use those uh, those routes to get through the choke points. So at the moment, you get a lot of points where uh, a lot of matches where the defensive team, you just can't beat them because they'll just block up one of the um, the choke points you need to get through and you just can't get through it at the moment. But it's a really nice, really pretty map set in like an old German castle. But over the last week, I've been uh, I've been on holiday, so I haven't had a, a huge chance to play much. Uh, while I was on holiday, I did play a fair amount of Pokemon Go, because luckily uh, my mobile provider also included free data when you're in the the EU. So while I was in Tenerife, I did some more Pokemon hunting. Um, it was good to actually play that game in another country um, because Tenerife is like a volcanic island. Um, it's there are lots and lots of rock-based Pokemon that I can't get around here. I actually ended up getting uh, between like the rock-based ones on most of the island and then the, the water-based Pokemon down by uh, down by the sea. Uh, managed to get or at least a dozen Pokemon that I hadn't seen in this country. 
um, ones that you can usually only get through hatching from eggs. Uh, we're all over the place. Uh, so whereas in this country you kind of get stuck with pidgeys and rattatas everywhere and they, you get sick to death of seeing them, over there there were like some rarer Pokemon, um, at least for this country, rarer Pokemon. We went to um, the Tenerife Monkey Park, which is like a little zoo where you have like uh, enclosures where you can walk through and like uh, f- hand feed monkeys and hordes of guinea pigs. And there was a gym there. Um, hordes. Ho- hordes, hordes, hordes of guinea pigs. More guinea pigs than I've ever seen in my life. And there was a gym there, and my girlfriend put her Lapras in the gym. Uh, This was last Tuesday. Uh, It's still there as of an hour ago. Nobody's toppled that gym. Um, So, yeah, I played a fair amount of that. Um, The game I've been playing most over the last week was... um, I took my Vita with me, uh, and when I was on the plane out there, I was flicking through the games and deciding what I was going to play. Uh, dabbled a little bit in Hotline Miami and a little bit of Oli Oli 2, um, and then decided to settle on Final Fantasy VIII uh, and played the first oh, about 10 hours of Final Fantasy VIII. Have either of you guys played Final Fantasy VIII? I think I started it. It was a bit more... didn't enjoy it as much as seven. Right, right. What about you, Stuart? Have you played it? Is that the one with the big guy in the night suit? Uh, in VV? No, no, no. That was nine. All right, no. Okay. Oh no, this is this is oh fuck, I know who it is. It's the, the one with the main character's got like a big sword that's also a gun. Yeah, uh, yeah. gun blade. It's more realistic uh, graphics, isn't it? Yeah. Guy with grey, guy yeah. with bronze hair and a tattoo in his eye and a grey coat. And um, yeah, that was one of that was uh, one of the uh, antagonists. Of, of that game, but anyway, yeah. So, see, so just got an eye, Stuart. You've got you're in the ball. You're sorry, you've, just, it's a, yeah, just, you've played a fun <laughs> yeah. but like you've you've both played seven, um, I presume. Yeah, yeah. So eight made quite a few changes from uh, Final Fantasy seven. Uh, it went for a more grown up, serious, almost realistic looking. Um, aesthetic, which was not to everyone's taste, but I really liked it. It's probably, on balance, my favourite of the three um, PS1 uh, Final Fantasy games. I, I, th- I think I actually prefer it to Final Fantasy VII uh, and IX as well. They made some some quite dramatic changes. Um, so instead of uh, you getting materia like like in Final Fantasy 7 you get materia which would then allow you to cast spells and you had like a magic meter and you could only cast as many spells as you had magic points for and then you could top that up by drinking like particular potions or whatever. Final Fantasy 8 went with this new system that they then abandoned afterwards and never brought back which is a shame which I really liked which is called the draw system so at various points throughout the world you'll find like these points where you can draw um, a certain number of spells and then during fights you can actually steal spells from the enemies that you're fighting and that's usually how you would find the new spells and then it has a quite on the face of it quite complicated but um, quite intuitive junction system where you sign a guard into a, a particular character and then you could depending on what abilities that they had learnt you could junction magic to your attack your defence your health to boost those various uh, attributes and to, to change the sort of attack that you would do depending on what sort of enemies you were facing but then you also had to junction your abilities and so there were five abilities and only four slots so you had to decide whether your characters would be able like attack was one that you would always have to have but then you'd only have three slots left and you'd have a choice of like calling a guard calling down your summon casting magic drawing magic and using an item and you can only have three of those assigned at any point um and so it, it 
brought in like a rather interesting management system as to how you would build your team that wasn't in Final Fantasy 7 or any of the ones, uh, the subsequent Final Fantasy games. Um, the protagonist is a bit of a dick uh, and he doesn't really become much less of a dick throughout the game. But to be honest, Final Fantasy games have always had rather annoying protagonists, so it's not anything particularly new. Uh, but I really, really like the game. Um, it's not one of the ones that is particularly well remembered. Unfortunately, everyone goes on about Final Fantasy VII. Um, there's a rather cult. There's a bit of a cult following for nine. People love Final Fantasy X. Um, nobody loves Final Fantasy Thirteen. Apart from you. No, no. I hate Final <laughs> Fantasy Thirteen. That game was garbage. Um, but Final Fantasy VIII, I, I really, really like that game. I'm thoroughly enjoying playing through it. I you know, sunk a good 10 hours into it while I was on holiday, and I'm not going to be stopping anytime soon. I'm going to play through all of that. Um, that's another one you can, if you've got a PS3 or a PS Vita, uh, you can pick it up fairly cheaply on the PS1 Classics, or if you've still got your PS1, um, you might be able to find a disc copy of it cheap on uh, uh, on online. Uh, and if I've got, uh, I've mentioned it before, but I've, I've still got, came from like official PlayStation magazine back in whenever the game came out, 99, I think it was, um, an official guidebook that came bundled with a magazine. So if anyone fancies playing it, wants the guidebook, just let me know and I'll post it to you. Yeah. Final Fantasy VIII is a bloody good game. Okay. Which one would you recommend for the last gamers, Mark, of these selection of yours? Uh, definitely not Final Fantasy VIII. Um... That's a good fifty hours, uh, and well, if you get on the Vita, if you've maybe. Played it before, you um, play it. If you played it before, yeah, and you've got it on the Vita, because then you can just pop, like, play half an hour of it, and then pop it on standby, load it up again, uh, and play some more. Uh, Pokemon Go, well, that is a casual game. You just play that when you're walking around, to be honest. But I, I would uh, make an argument that Overwatch is a very good shooter for lapsed gamers, because. Unlike something like a Battlefield or a Call of Duty or something like that where there is a defined progression system where the people who play more will, will unlock more upgrades and will have more, more guns and gadgets and stuff like that and therefore have a slight advantage. Because Overwatch, you each character has, has, has their set weapons and their set abilities and nothing changes. The only thing you unlock is cosmetics. You can play that as much or as little as you have time for. The only disadvantage you'll be at if you don't play it as much is that other players will have more practice and will probably be better at the game than you will, but that's going to be the case anyway. I mean, I've sunk in loads of time to Overwatch and I'm still pretty rubbish at it compared to a lot of other players I come up against, but it's like but I think the, the, the telltale sign there was when we all get ranked yeah yeah <laughs> and I but went so much your rank boys and I'm like I'm yeah, you don't have to play that though when ranked mode on is the best time to play if you are a lapsed gamer because because all the try hard sweaty players are playing competitive oh, mode and then oh you better man you can you better better man I'm even trying it <laughs> I'm trying it's just getting win but at that point you can jump into the the regular mode and just play with all the other casual players but yeah it's like a game it's kind of like um, Splatoon or, or I'd even probably say something like Rocket League where you can you can load up play a couple of matches turn it off uh, matches last oh, 
I don't know, five minutes at most. If they get dug in, it's about 15 minutes. Plus, if you're doing the side thing, it's about 10 minutes a side. Yeah, but it, it, it's not... Yeah, even at that point, you're looking at like a maximum of like 15 minutes. Again, we're highlighting the fact that Laps Gamers are time limited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. If, well, no, uh, if, yeah, but in that case, like if, if, you haven't, if you've only got less than 15 minutes to play a game, then you should probably be doing something else anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> Get your tax return for yeah, if you've, if you've got like half an hour to spare, uh, Overwatch is a good game. Just load up. You can squeeze in a couple of games, have a good blast, especially if you've got friends online to play with. But you know, you can still play it uh, on your own as well. Um, it's yeah, I th- I'd say that's probably a good game to play for laps gamers. Okay, so moving on to the news. We've only really got one big news story this week, but it is a big news story. Uh, And that is the recent round of uh, Sony announcements. So Sony have confirmed what we knew for ages. Neo has got an official title. Uh, It's the PlayStation 4 Pro. Uh, It looks like a triple-decker PS4. (laughs) Um, and they officially announced the PS4 Slim which is already out in the wild before they even announced it and they didn't even acknowledge the fact that it was out and about in the wild when they announced it they announced it like oh check out this shiny new console that everybody knows exists we'll do the PS4 Slim first so we've already talked a little bit about this but it's it's the replacement for the base level PS4. Apparently, it is ever so slightly more powerful Um, it'll run cooler and it'll run quieter that's about it with that one, um, yeah, two sixty. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's yeah. The price drop that has gone down to yeah, two, about 250, 260 quid. You could probably pick it up a little bit cheaper than that. Uh, five hundred gigabyte or one terabyte hard drive. I think five hundred gigabyte is the one that's about two fifty, two sixty mm. quid, and then closer to three hundred for the one terabyte one. Um, but the big news was the the PS4 Pro. Um, the specs of which had mostly been out and about in a while for for a while anyway since the project first got rumored and the the specs got leaked so it's a i'm looking at the specs now so most of it hasn't really changed uh, the main thing is the uh the processor has changed uh, it'll come with 1 terabyte hard drive as standard and a lot else has really changed the big thing about it is that it's a more powerful PS4 that will apparently play games at it'll play them at 4K if not natively at 4K it'll play it nearly 4K and then upscale to mm. 4K uh, and it will stream 4K video yep. but does not come with the with a U um, UHD Blu-ray drive the 4K Blu-ray drive Brilliant. it comes with a standard Brilliant. Blu-ray drive yeah. which is odd. Because it's Sony's format. Blu- yeah, Blu-ray is Sony's format. I don't get it at all. But the Xbox want- Slim, the Xbox Slim, the Xbox S plays Blu-rays in 4K. Hmm. That's like that's a kick in the nuts. 
Yeah. King. Uh, yeah, it's it's an odd one. They will argue, this is to basically contend with the move from physical to digital media that the fucking industry's doing. And basically, we didn't want to put this extra piece of cat in it because it would cost you a lot more money. Even though it's our kit, we make it, and it's our <laughs> own format. But anyway, it would cost the machine... It would be $600 for the machine if we'd, we put it in, you know. And nobody plays with discs now. It's all streaming. Streaming and digital, that's all it is. Yeah. Fuck off. There, there is an argument for that in certain media so um, for a number of years now if you buy a MacBook it doesn't come well not just a MacBook or quite a lot of other laptop manufacturers they don't come with a an optical drive and that's not a big problem on a computer because to be honest who buys software on disk anymore when you can download your games from Steam and, and download all your other software straight from the internet, it's a hell of a lot easier to do it that way. It's not really forgivable when it comes to a home console, especially one that people use as their their um, their home media device, what they use to watch their Blu-rays, or to watch their DVDs on. And if like they're pushing this as like this is a console that will you'll get the most power out of it if you get a 4K TV with uh, HDR capabilities, but it won't play 4K Blu-rays. Remember, this is a company that did the video. Oh, here's me sharing a game. Thank you. I've taken a game off you. <laughs> so funny. I fucking idiots. No, I mean, how does that yeah, work now? That was a mistake. And you look at the price of these 4K Blu-rays; they're almost twice the price at the moment. Yeah, at the moment. But we're coming at forty-six dollars for a Blu-ray. That's almost like that's almost video VHS prices like they were back in the eighties. But it's his own tech. It's their own stuff. So I know like, that they write off the overheads and they go. But then they go, oh wait a minute, we'll be able to sell this as a Blu-ray. That's how the penetration of the PlayStation Three happened. It was a cheap and, uh, Blu-ray and player. PS2 as well. And it was one of the best Blu-ray players on the mm. market as well. So that's what you do. You do a 4K Blu-ray player and package it on a games console mm-hmm. and you ship it. That's it. They've missed yeah. a track. They haven't future-proofed it. Well, the whole thing was the data leaked because some guy in China read a sticker on the side of a box. Mm. Huh? What's that? PlayStation? All right, snap. There you go. Send it to <laughs> GameSpot or something. <laughs> I found this on the box. Oh, it's amazing. It's turning into the, the last... After having had, uh, what, three years of... Well, almost three years of um, incredibly good PR. Well, ever since they announced the PS4, they have been trouncing Microsoft when it comes to, to PR, pretty much consistently. <sighs> Live with it, Colin. It's true. <laughs> no, no, it's, it, it's it true. is true. But then, as I said to you in the green room, no Microsoft still was. It's new Microsoft still was. Well, that's the thing. Uh, well, this this is what I'm getting to. It's like like you alluded to. There was the the, the Sony video of like here's how you share games mm. on the PS4, uh, having a little dig at Microsoft. And now Microsoft are able to turn around um, and start doing similar things. So there's like tweets been going out showing what Microsoft supports now yeah. that Sony doesn't. Yeah. On a machine that's um, so a generation not, below. Not just the. Uh, not just the the 4K Blu-rays, but also the fact that Sony have now decided that mod support yeah, will not work bad. on PlayStation for that's true. Uh, Fallout 4 or Skyrim um, Remastered Edition. But they're also patching in the what do you call it? what is this HDR V thing? Maybe, but I don't actually know what it is. But they're patching that in. That's going to be patched in every machine. Don't know what it, what is it? Do we do we know what that is? Well, this is the this is the thing. So, uh, this is the other piece of news. Is as of tomorrow, at uh, a time of recording, PlayStation System Software Update four point zero is out uh, tomorrow. Um, there's a number of things that the quality of life changes. So, like uh, you can now use the quick menu to change music. So, like uh, before, if you're listening to music on Spotify and you were playing 
say, like if I was playing Destiny and I was into something on Spotify and I wanted to change the playlist, you you back out, go into Spotify, go back into Destiny, and it's it's booted you back out to the menu. Uh, whereas you can sure. now change that stuff from the quick menu. There are also uh, a number of little changes, content info screens and stuff like that. But the big thing is the high dynamic range. Uh, so this is exactly what it says on the blog. When we announced the PS4 Pro and the new slimmer PS4 last week, we also announced that all PlayStation 4 systems back to the very first console sold in 2013 would be HDR capable. After updating your system to version 4.0, you'll see HDR settings in the video output settings and be ready to enjoy HDR gaming and entertainment content once it's available on any PS4 system you own. Of course, you'll need a HDR compatible display as well. Now, people are a little bit unsure about this as to whether it's actually going to be HDR. Did they build the PS4 with that in mind in the first place, knowing that HDR would be a thing in the future? Or is it something that's sort of like up to almost HDR but isn't quite HDR? But the 4K TLs predate the PlayStation 4? Yeah. At that point, if you wanted a 4K TV with HDR capability... Major money. Yeah. yeah, like thousands and thousands of pounds on a, on a TV, whereas now they're... 700, 800 quid. Well, <laughs> it's still a few thousand. Depends on which If you want, an, if you want an OLED yeah. 4K TV with HDR, you're still looking at a few thousand. But, um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure whether that's going to be proper high dynamic range or whether it's going to try and, like, you know how, like, um, you can sort of upscale uh, with... Uh, like it's like the PS4 Pro is going to do with a lot mm. of games is not going to be running natively at 4K it's going to upscale to 4K which isn't the same thing uh, is that going to be the case with HDR is my original like launch PS3 going to be playing natively in HDR or is it going to upscale uh, to it I think uh, it's upscaling that's uh, upscaling yeah. we'll find out tomorrow <laughs> Digital Foundry will get a hold of it and give it the run through won't it and you'll yeah, see yeah they will uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they say about it because they, they get into the nitty gritty of it I mean, there was some interesting stuff they showed at that, that announcement. It was the first time we actually got some proper gameplay footage of Mass Effect Andromeda, which was nice. That was the biggest thing. And then they showed some of the games that are going to have, like older games that are going to have uh, 4K and HDR support. Some of them were unusual, like Shadow of Mordor is going to be is going to have 4K support, which is odd because that game is, what, two years old? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it was 2014, yeah. yeah. But then... But see, the argument is, see, the, the engine, the engine's the same engine they built Batman and didn't they? Mm-hmm. So Batman is coming out in October, I think. Mm-hmm. That was a subtle... They, they, re, they gave out the re, re-release date for the Arkham Trilogy, and it'll mm-hmm. be out before the end of the year. And it's a bit kind of like, hmm... Mad Max is built in the same engine as well. Yes, it is. Yeah, all so, those um, uh, Warner Brothers games are all built in the same engine. Ah, uh, is it a case of get a game working with that engine, then it, and then go right, we'll forward it to every other content. And oh, I don't know. I think maybe the PC version of um, Shadow of Mordor may have already had 4K HDR support for people who had mm. half enough PCs and the the right monitor for it, and they've just ported that over to the PS4 Pro. We don't know. The big things are it's not going to have the HD Blu-ray player, like we said. It's also um, it's running at 4.2 teraflops mm. on the GPU, whereas the Scorpio is going to be running at 6. Proposed Scorpio. I think Scorpio will force Sony to bring something else. Well, it depends on whether the Project Scorpio sells. Yeah. If it's going to be close to like... But no, but it doesn't need to sell. This is the thing. This is this is the thing. The news like Scorpio, what have we seen in Scorpio? We've seen a video and a half a dozen devs sit and talk shite right PlayStation's shown us the machine the machine's there and come next week we'll have touched the machine um hopefully um 
and it's kind of like Microsoft still no showed their hand so Microsoft were like well we can do this we can do that we can do this we can do that we can do this but either way the weird thing is is like these like it's Nintendo syndrome that's what it is they're both like uh, so Microsoft are bringing uh, are, are trying to push the Project Morpheus towards more towards the the, the uh, bridging point between console and, and PC and Sony have come out and said that the uh, PS4 Pro is competing with PC not the Xbox but they're running at 4.2 teraflops and 6 teraflops uh, comparatively. But then if you look at the new generation of, of graphics cards that are coming out on PC now, they're already running at 8 teraflops. Oh. Yeah, and they're costing 500 plus. I think they've went too soon. At the moment. I yeah. think they've went too soon. You know what I mean? They've, hmm. they've, they've shot themselves in the foot. Because if they bring that out in November, there's going to be hell of a, You're talking next Christmas before Scorpio turns up. Well, the argument I'd make is that both of them are gone too soon. I don't, I'm not, I don't agree with the way that this console generation is going. Like they're they're trying to go for the the Apple model of like iterative iterative updates. Uh, It's not a new console. It's it's a slightly more powerful console. that's coming out a few years later, and then a few years later after that, maybe there'll be the PlayStation Five, and then a few years after that, the PlayStation Five. That's been three years. It's not as if it's every year like Apple do it, is it? No, no, but it's it's considerably shorter than any console generation beforehand. No offence, if you buy a Slim, any of the two of them, and you already own the normal machine, you're a mug. Do you know what I mean? Because there's no need for it. There's no need for a Slim. You know what I mean? No, well, no, the Slim mm. is now marketed at people who maybe haven't upgraded. Yeah, but there's a lot of people I know who bought Slims, and it's kind of like, why did you do that? Like, yeah, why? well, it's the same with the Xbox One S. If you've already got an Xbox One, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm classifying mm. as the Slims, as in... Yeah, yeah. They um, are aimed squarely at people who haven't made the jump to the new console generation and then now can get in at a cheaper yeah, uh, lower end. Hmm. Yeah. And that's fair enough. I think it was a lower end PC. But are they discontinuing the old guns? Yes. Oh, right, okay. Because I was going to say, I've I, I never seen them actually saying, by the way, we're not going to stop making the, brick, the big bricks and you're on your top. Yeah. You're on no, your it's, top. it's the same deal as like the, uh, with the previous generations when um, the uh, Xbox 360 became the Xbox 360 Slim and, the, and then the second generation and third generation oh, is the PS3. The PS3 is like ultra cheap see at the end. Yeah, they, they, they can make. Yeah, but they could make the the hardware cheaper. They could fit it into a smaller package, and therefore could sell it cheaper to the the consumer. And so it's a way to entice people who haven't jumped onto. And they're it. in black. We in the corner sitting greeting. I've got no problem with that at all. But then having like splitting it between two, and I know they're both saying that uh, games that will be coming out will run on both the uh, that's base bullshit and as well. The, that's bullshit as well. Well, that. no, no. I reckon it. I reckon that is the case. But it's it's always going to be the case. It's like that people are going to want, like you want the best version of the game you can get, and so it's it's like if someone's if they say like uh, so, Bloodborne runs on the PS4 Slim the same as it ran on the PS4, uh, but Bloodborne running on the PS4 Pro will run at 60 frames a second, and there'll be a much higher resolution, and it'll run in 4K. Anyone who wants that game is going to be like, right, so now I've got to shell out 350 quid for a PS4 Pro just so I can play the best version of that game. Now, to put it in context, and this is the context, is the easiest reference point. Remember this generation? Remember when it started? Mm-hmm. Remember the problem was you had developers developing two versions. You had the last gen and this gen, and you never truly got a truly, truly good gen version, right? It's going mm-hmm. to happen all again. You're going to have them developing them for non-pro and for pro. And I think you'll end up with the problem again where your folk will be like, yeah, they're not getting the total power out of the Pro. And then two, three years down the line, they'll be like, yeah, we're only developing for the Pro. 
No, um, I think what they'll do is they'll have like the version that they make for PS4, and then the version that they make for PC, and then they'll port the version that works for PC at the lower end of the settings to run on the PS4 Pro. So it's better than it is on the base PS Pro, but not as good as it is on PC. Yeah, but you'll get like that, won't you? Like the PC settings, graphical settings, you've got like ultra middle and basic think yeah. of your ps4 slim as your basic settings what they'll do they'll set the pro probably a little patch that you have to download that will just like poof, there you go it's pro it yeah you know so essentially what it is is consoles are turning into pcs um but you don't you know, i mean you might have to fiddle back with the graphical settings i don't know turn things off on and on like, see like i would have PCs. supported them doing a modular thing as well but like a pop and drop system like here's the box here's a new box so like say Scorpio comes out here's Scorpio by the way everything's pop and drop you want a new graphics piece when it brims out pop and drop it you want a new power supply pop and drop it it's the kind of like the old pop and drop hard drives we were talking about that me and my mate were talking about that the other night like how like the, the new slim Xbox has got the power brick built into it and I was kind of that's a bit shit do you know it's just kind of like I'm so used to the power brick being a big thing that I need to put somewhere um it's like the modular. I'm kind of surprised that they're doing the modular route with all this new tech. But um, it's just for that's money, isn't it? Because if they're doing the modular route, they're not going to make as much money as they were when they're going to do the, the thing. But again, Sony shot their load way too quick. Well, you know I, mean? I have to say, on balance, this kind of makes a little bit more sense than Scorpio does. Now, hear me out. Scorpio doesn't exist. No, no, but but, but we Scorpio, know about it. But Scorpio, it's a mess. yeah, we know the Scorpio. Uh, we know roughly what sort of price point it's going to be. Like, hear me out. Um, so, the Scorpio is going to be positioning itself as uh, basically in the same sort of area that the Steambox tried to occupy, and the Steambox failed. Now, the Scorpio may have more success because Xbox is a more established brand than you know whoever was making Steamboxes. Um, and people who were interested in PC gaming weren't going to get Steambox anyway, they'd just build a PC. The PS4 Pro kind of makes sense in a way that um, if you have a HDR-ready uh, 4K TV and you want to play games in the highest fidelity, then if you can afford one of those TVs, you can probably afford to shut out the 350 quid or $399, whatever it is, for, uh, for uh, a PS4 Pro. But... It also makes uh, sense in relation to PlayStation VR because the PS4 Pro Does is that going to run. 4K? Uh, it's not. It, it won't display uh, in 4K, but it will display. Uh, I think it's twice the resolution uh, on PS VR than a regular PS4 will, and that's that's the big thing. If they are mm. pushing um, PlayStation VR, and they're going to say the PlayStation 4 Pro is the best way to play it, I will not be surprised if they start bundling PS4 Pros with. Uh, PlayStation Ooh. VR headsets, you know, it's charging like six hundred quid for the two, um, mm. and at that point, that's not if if it is if it is six hundred quid for the two. If you want to get in, uh, then that's not a bad price because that's knocking fifty quid off both off each yeah. component. And so from that point of view, I can see it making sense, but it's just not particularly good messaging and the console itself is missing stuff that you would expect it to be it expects to be in there and it has this power deficit compared to the the Scorpio although it will probably be cheaper than the Scorpio so it's just a bit confused which is not what we have come to expect from Sony this generation if you look at the beginning of this generation if that 50 pounds difference 
made a massive difference. Forget the, all right, Microsoft shot themselves in the foot with their PR and everything. But that 50 quid difference was still massive. People were shocked. People were expecting it to come out either the same price or higher. And it came in lower. All right. And that helped them get a massive boost at the beginning of this generation. That 50 pounds is a hell of, it's a computer game. It's a, it's a game for you. You buy your PlayStation, put a game and off you go. You know, so, Especially looking at like parents looking to buy which one which one they're going to buy their their kids for Christmas, they're going to get the cheaper one. Um, so that helped quite a lot. Um, it just smacks of like Sony have gotten this unassailable lead or seemingly unassailable lead in this uh, particular console generation, and now they are falling back into their old ways. There was the recent ten dollar a year uh, price hike on uh, PlayStation Plus. Uh, which was quite closely followed by a couple of short outages on PS uh, on, on PlayStation Network. Do you hear the rumor? Apparently, they're going to get charged for patches. Actual charge the users for patches. This is a rumor that was doing the rounds. No, um, no, no. That's been poo pooed. I know that's been poo pooed, but that's like that was amazing. Like, yeah. By the way, we're going to charge you for patches. What you're going to charge me because your game's broke? There's no way they'd they'd actually be able to do that. But it's just they're sitting back on their laurels, and their messaging has become very messy and they've gone back to the, the Sony that we expected at the beginning of like the PS3 era when when everything went wrong and then they had to spend years playing catch up now they're not having to play catch up but it does mean that Microsoft will be able to catch up quite a lot which you know in the grand scheme of things is good for consumers because if that happens then Sony will have to up their game and then Microsoft have to up their game and then that's what you want is you want proper competition between the two preferably three but it's just it's never going to happen but preferably three but Nintendo now operate in a completely different sphere mm. uh, but but between the two it's like Microsoft have finally mostly sorted out their messaging it's still a little bit messy because it's still the whole thing with like the Scorpio the Scorpio it's like it will only you'll only get the best out of it if you have a 4k tv but you should also buy if you don't have a 4k tv but you should probably only buy if you do have a 4k tv but you know go and buy it Um, anyway and then all of our games we're running on PC so maybe you shouldn't get a Scorpio maybe you should just build a PC but you should definitely buy a Scorpio mm. um, so that's still a bit messy but, but you don't know what it looks like just saying who cares what it looks like well, you don't know it's but not a thing it's not a thing it's just it's the thing it's like it's the fact that it's not a thing yet it's like brilliant it's the fact that that a, a word and a bit of chat and a video has fucking made a company go right yeah do it now yeah but uh, Neo Pro was already where bef- came, was already announced way before um, it leaked before E3 anyway it, it was but I think it was the draw I think it was the draw distance on it was nay, it was unknown I we did not expect to see it at the end of this year I don't think I don't think anybody expected to see it at the end of this year I think uh, well no I think it was always mm. going to be coming out at the end of this year because they would want it to come out around about the same time as PlayStation VR because that's how, what I think they are positioning it as is this is the console to have if you want to play PlayStation VR mm. see I, I don't see the point in owning either of them to be honest you know you know, at the end of the day they bring that they bring the, they bring the fucking next table and I'm done that's that I'm done they show me the next table on that machine actually in the flesh I'm done I'll buy The it. next Halo is going to run on PC. So, <laughs> so, 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 just build a PC. No, because I'm not a PC guy. I'm no one of the folk, and I know yeah, that's can, a bit narrow minded. You can run PC on your TV though. No, but you know they folk. No offence, Stuart. But you can, they're not the same as us. They're not bred the same <laughs> as us, and they don't have the same outlook as us. And <laughs> they just, 
you can tell them like when you're in a room with them it's like Nintendo fans you can tell Nintendo fans are nice <laughs> they're nice people you know what I mean it's like I, I can you, you can sit and shoot the shit out with a Playstation fan all the day and you know you're better than them you know what I mean <laughs> whereas if you talk to a PC guy they pretend they're better than you but that's what that's, but that's the outlook you've, you've got to think that's the outlook of like PC guys just sit back and go ha 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 you know what I mean but then it's kind of like well, what's the point but don't expect Microsoft games to run well on PC. At the end of the day, it's about money. And at the end of the day, we're arguing here about something that's inevitable and come down the line in two years' time when we're talking about E3 2019 or whatever, we'll be sitting going, oh, the Scorpio's going to drop to like under £150 this Christmas or something. You know what I mean? And there'll be like the fucking Wasp or something or the, the Vespa will be the next one. And we'll be going, oh, what's the Vespa going to have? Oh. But that's the joys of the industry. That's the joys of the... It's, it, 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 it's, like I said to you, it's great to have this again because now we've got conversation we can have about. Mm. Oh, I know it's all in jest and stuff, but at the same time, it's decent heated conversation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's no just kind of like, oh, Nintendo's bringing a machine out. I don't really care. Whereas I care about the PlayStation and Sony thing. You know what I mean? And the Microsoft thing. Do you know what I mean? This, this is the thing. It, it's lots of people do, and like, if the rumours are but true, not then enough to but make what? save the Wii U. <laughs> But what Nintendo are rumoured to be doing with their next console is a lot more interesting than what Sony it was always and Microsoft going to be are that doing way. with theirs. Yeah, but that's the thing. I think the difference is it's like Sony and Microsoft are mainstream. Mainstream. Mainstream as you like. Right? They're in movies, they're in TVs, fucking music videos, blah, blah, blah. They're mainstream. Nintendo is now, like you say, are in a bubble. And they're in that experimental bubble. Do you know what I mean? Where they're kind of like... They cater for a certain type of gamer. And... You either grew up with them or you didn't grow up with them, and I think they are allowed to take risks. As as I said, as I was saying to my boss, so Nintendo cannot survive for like 170 years without making profit or something like that. Yeah. It's like something insane. So they could bring out whatever oh. peripherals they want. You know what I mean? So they could bring this thing out, and it could be like, this is rubbish. And then next year they could go, like, oh, by the way, here's a new version. But that's not the. Well, the kind of, it's a kind of Nintendo way in it. Because you just look at the DS and how the DS has evolved. It's kind of like, well, we failed, and we kind of failed again, and we kind of failed again, but made a wee bit better. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, it might be that, that might be how the, the NX works. They just bring the NX out and they go, oh, we're going to bring a slightly different NX swim. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they can afford that. You know what I mean? Because they don't. I think that's also the thing is when you remove yourself from the mainstream fight, it's like you can afford to enjoy and take your time. Because Nintendo won't be rushed. Well, all I'm going to say is that next E3 will be interesting because at that point the PS4 Pro will be out, the NX will be out, we'll hopefully have some more information about the Scorpio. Well, video and Scorpio, but it will not be there. No, but we'll, we'll have some more information as to, to what is going on in yeah. the console market. But uh, I, I just... I think Christmas will be interesting. See when they bring in the numbers of pre-orders on Pro. Mm. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd love to see what the uptake is. Mm. Just to be able to go... Mm, interesting. Mm. So... I answered to Com's question, but those are our thoughts. Just take we? your pulse. Don't forget to take your pulse. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting mine, a day one. I'm not. Mine get up one. the night three times to take a piss. Yeah, none of us are getting a PS4 Pro day one. One of us uh, is getting a Scorpio. Day one. <laughs> one of us may be getting a Scorpio. Yeah, yeah, he's going to he's gonna have to sell a kidney to get it as well. Hey, yeah. Like I said, if I'm, if I'm getting my <laughs> left leg up for a Tron pinball table. Can yeah. take it right up to the five for the video. <laughs> I will probably be getting a NX on day one, but um, but I will not be getting a PS4. But Pro. I can guarantee uh, we will have this. We will have discussion about the PS4 
and about two episodes. Uh, yeah, one of the things we didn't actually mention, uh, we should probably mention, is that the PS4 Pro and the PS4 Slim is coming with a uh, ever so slightly reworked version of the DualShock 4 as well. Did you see the leak um, that they were meant to be doing an elite PlayStation controller? No, that wasn't them. That was a third it's party, a third party one. one. But there was yeah. kind of chatting with Sony thinking about doing yeah. it, and I was like, mm, yeah, maybe. It's something I'd like to see them do. Uh, Makes sense I, for disabled people. People have trouble holding the control. I think oh. there's too much tech in it, but if you know what I mean, because if you think about how the buttons place at the back and stuff, because there's a speaker inside and stuff, isn't there? And the touchpad and the white bar. Six axis the white bars get bigger, isn't it? Uh, the light bar, I don't think the light bar is big, but the light bar on the new one uh, also feeds into the very top of the mm. touchscreen as well, so you can actually see the light on top of it for whatever reason you want that for. So I Media Molecule can make a game that uses it? Uh, there are some <laughs> some games do some fun little things with it. Like if you get in, if you get a wanted level in GTA Five, then the light bar flashes red and light, uh, red and blue. Well, one of the uh, one of the few things, things like that. My mates, my mates who've got PlayStation Fours, like like I've got access to PlayStation Four, but I only I only play it for when I need to play it. But mm. um, they actually play it, and they say the one thing they love on the Xbox controller is a speaker. Yes, and I was kind of like, but then I say to them like. It's all first party stuff that uses the speaker in it, and he went aye, and I went, do you know why that is? Uh, no, no, it's not just first party stuff. I've only seen it used in quite a bit. Oh, I've seen it used in like Deus Ex: Mankind Divided uses the speaker. Oh, Shadow of Mordor uses it. Shadow of Mordor uses the speaker. It, loads of games use it. Yeah, like uh, you know, in Mankind Divided, um, whenever you're getting the uh, um, you're speaking to someone uh, over the the radio, and their, their messages come through to you. On, I don't know how it works on Xbox One. It probably just comes through the main speakers. But when you're playing on PS4, it comes through the speaker on the controller. Uh, uh, that's what it's used for. It's used for like dialogue options when you're picking up logs and stuff in it. It's all the kind of yeah. intricate things. Audio. I, I think again. I think it's like a thing that doesn't get used enough. For what I've seen, there's nothing mind blowing other than Media Molecule isn't there, that uses this kind of tech. So, no. Yeah. I mean, they've also um, reworked the PlayStation camera, but uh, apart from aesthetic changes, there's nothing. No mm, hardware same changes at well. all either. Same price. No as set well, headphones yeah. as well, I saw. Uh, yeah, a new, the new Platinum headset replacing the Gold um, headset. This one's going to actually support uh, 5.1, um, 5.1 3D surround. Just by a set of Turtle Beach user Astros. Which is um, that's the thing. Uh, PlayStation Four Slim does not come with an optical out, and my Turtle Beach headset ha- relies on optical out. Not good. So, so, so you would have to go for a pro. So yeah, if I wanted to use that headset, I'd have to go for a pro anyway. Yeah, or buy a new headset. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, okay. it's all a little bit confusing. It but is. we'll we'll see where it goes uh, as we get towards the end of the year. See see how it sells. Um, see how the mess. See if Sony manages to improve their messaging. But at the moment, everything's a little bit confused. Um, I'd just like to give a shout out um, to a fan who I've met on when I was travelling through Texas. Um, I like how you said fan shock there. Like a fan, a fan. Oh, and we have fans. It's like yeah, I, I, I was. I tell we you, we have what. a fan. I know we have one fan. <laughs> <laughs> and it is Neil Lee because I know he keeps sending us questions. I know. <laughs> but we have a fan, and you won't. And you, when you're traveling through Texas, you know, you go from the major cities, Dallas, Austin, um, Houston. But this fan was in Alpine, Texas, which is right near Big Bend National Park. Towards the, It's in the far west of Texas. Population of 5,000. Um, 
met her in the Harry's bar, and Har- Harry's a German who owns a bar in Alpine, Texas. Obvious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like these random things. Anyway, met her, had a wonderful chat to her. She's a great girl, um, wonderful. Who's her favourite on the show? Who's her favourite? Me, of course. Uh, what do you think? I, that's that's bullshit. <laughs> <That's laughs> <bullshit. laughs> She recognised my voice, you know, with dulcet oh, Yorkshire I'm sure, tones. I'm sure if you put a few years in the room, she'd recognise half her voices, you know what I mean? But yes. <laughs> We're many an accent. <laughs> but yeah, I got to give a big shout out to Kayla Perkins from Alpine, Texas. You know, I had a great chat about all sorts of topics at night. And we had many a drink with other people as well. But hopefully... Who won the console war? Oh, you think Sony... <laughs> no, it was. Ne- I wanted to turn around and go. Nah, we're all, it was all we you chat. All we chat. <laughs> it wasn't we you chat. She was put onto us by her friends in Chicago. With us. so we have actually friend, fans in Chicago. Oh wow! Say hi to you in Chicago. So what you're saying is we're just going to go to Chicago and start talking, just on the street, and just start saying things. <laughs> but yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Kayla, for a good good night. Good night. Chat. Good to hear we've got some fans elsewhere in the world. Yeah, and not just Colum. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think it's because he's forgot how to leave this place. <laughs> like, I thought that was a door. Nope, it's a wardrobe. Oh, well. <laughs> we need to get him on a show with me one night. Oh, we'll rip that boy, stupid. Yeah, we'll, we'll get this that. This is on Jess, by the way. Me and him have had... Me and him are good. Don't think I'm just being ageist to him. Anybody out there, trust me. Me and him have got a lot of history. A lot of history. Trust me, if you've been his carer as long as I have, fucking hell, you'd be wanted. <laughs> Quick reminder, our next playlist game is Resident Evil 4. Uh, probably the best Resident Evil game. I don't know if you guys would agree. I like Gaiden. You're going to say 2, aren't you? I was going to say Gaiden on the game. 2, uh, two, two's, uh, two beats 4, come on. Really? No, uh, I'd, say, yeah. I'd say... See, out of those, those like old zero. ones, I preferred Nemesis to 2, but um, I think Resident Evil 4 is probably the best one. It's the one that set the foundation for what became the behemoth third-person shooter genre. Yeah, and then when um, it led to 5 and 6, which is shit. Yeah, five, <laughs> less, less said about 5 and 6, the better. Uh, but yeah, that's our next playlist game, so if you, if for some reason you haven't played it, then uh, get hold of it and play it, and let us know what your thoughts. I mean, you can pick it up on pretty much every platform now. Um, but the Wii, U, the Wii version is the superior version. The digital, Wii version? Yeah, really? Digital Foundries did a thing compared to it. Ah, okay. The Wii versions took for the original GameCube code. Oh, and the GameCube the actual, version was fantastic. The actual version on the Xbox, the 360, sorry, the Xbox and the PlayStation version, PlayStation 4, is a, deriv- a derivative of the Wii yeah. version, whereas the one on the 360 and the PS3 is a derivative of the PS2 version. Which, which was is, the inferior is one. Is the inferior with the texture maps. So the PS4 is better than the Xbox One then? No, they're pretty much the same. They're basically mm. running a janky GameCube version. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the Wii version is the best one. <laughs> which is the janky version of the GameCube version. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you haven't played it before, uh, get hold of it and get it played. If you have played it before, then uh, let us know your thoughts on the game in time for our dedicated episode which we'll be recording at some point over the next few weeks Halloween is it no we're aiming for yeah I think we're aiming for uh, Halloween time I wanted Dead Space if you want Dead Space vote in get emails in saying too late too late late. that that vote's closed it's too late if you want to play Dead Space anyway (laughs) so Isaac of Clark is not amused then Yeah, we're, we're going to aim to release the episode around uh, Halloween time, so you've got a little bit of time to play, and it's not a particularly long game, so get that played and let us know what you think about it. 
Um, as always, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, send us questions, suggestions for new segments you'd like us to start doing, or what we've already been doing that you like or don't like. Uh, if you've got anything for you'd like us to read out on the show, any questions for us? Propaganda. We're writing it. Propaganda. If you've got any propaganda, <laughs> if you want to weigh into the console wars, if you want to voice your opinions on the PlayStation 4 Pro and the Scorpio, then or anything. Or like knife that. fights. We're into knife fights as well. Or, Monkey knife fights or yeah, the Nintendo knife. NX <laughs> wearing butler suits. If if you've ever been to the monkey park in Tenerife, um, <laughs> if you like hordes of guinea pigs, we if you like hordes of sure. guinea pigs, yeah. If you want to weigh in on, on anything, then you can email us uh, lapsgamerradio at gmail.com. Uh, you can visit our LGR blog at lapsgamer.com. Uh, there's our Twitter feed at lapsedgamer. And we've also got the Lapsgamer Radio Facebook page and the Lapsgamer Radio community Facebook Speak group. Speak to us on Facebook. That. Yeah. Speak to us on Facebook. We've been a little bit quiet on that front, but we're going to try and improve that. Uh, you can uh, find all of our podcast episodes to stream or MP3 downloads at our Podbean web address, which is lapsedgamerradio.podbean.com. And you can also find us on iTunes. If you do download from iTunes, then please be so kind as to uh, subscribe and leave us a review. And you can also check out the Lapsed Gamer YouTube channel for additional video content. That has been a little bit quiet recently, but we've got a few, a few ideas percolating that should be uh, appearing on there in the not too distant future another quick reminder um, a group of us are going to be at this year's Eurogamer at the NEC in Birmingham uh, which is next weekend Um, next Thursday Next, well, you're going to be there Thursday, Friday, Friday Saturday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sunday. I'm hardcore, and, and you then, can run away from me. Yeah, uh, and then <laughs> there is uh, myself, and Kev, and Stuart, and Stuart's brother, and uh, my girlfriend will also be there. And well, my girlfriend's Ali gone as well. as well, right? Because I don't, I don't, I don't want. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm not there myself. I'm there with my girlfriend. But, you know. All right, your girlfriend's going as well. So there's going to be a decent group of us there. Cackle. Most of us are going to be there on the Friday and the Saturday. Some of us are going to be there for the full four days. So if you fancy coming along and saying hello and hanging out with us and having a little chat, then just uh, let us know on Twitter or the email or Facebook or whatever, uh, and uh, we'll arrange a time and a place um, where you can come and find us. We're also going to hopefully, in the evening, just pop down the pub and record some audio of our thoughts of what we've seen that day. If you fancy joining in with that, um, then let us know and you can we can uh, arrange where we're going to go and you can come and join us for that as well. Um, and if you're in a queue and you hear us talking, you can always stop us and go, oh, you're that guy, aren't you? No, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm not that guy. No, I'm not that guy that doesn't like Sony, Mr. Sony. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to be interesting that like, you've been to... Um, seven. You've been to, a f- you've been to seven? Yeah, I've been to every one but the first one. Right, so you've been to a number of them. Ali's been to a number of them. I think me, Kev and Stuart have never been to one before. <gasps> oh, the pressure. So, I mean, I can't say big for this, but this is going to be my first ever uh, gaming convention or gaming conference or whatever. Well, once you once you pop, you can't stop. Trust me. Yeah. I was, uh, told, I was, told, some... I was told that my very first one guy went to me, see if you go to this, you'll be it every year ever. I'm like, nah, yeah, nah, nah, if no, I enjoy London. it. I'm not going back to London. Nah, every year since. Bump, 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 bump. Highlight of the year. If I enjoy it, I'll probably be coming oh, back you will. again. Oh, you will. Remember, do let us know if you'd like to be on a future episode with us. And I guess all that's left to say is thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye. Catches.
Podcast Gamer Radio. Well, I'm just throwing it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just squeezing, squeezing every piece of juice out of this motherfucking lemon. <laughs>